There is no error with your audio outputs. Do not attempt to fix any sound issues. We are monitoring you with this device. We control your options and settings. We are transmitting through your internet connection, but our signal is actually entering your mind, sending electrical impulses into the very tissues of your brain. Try to stay calm. We've taken over your senses for the duration of this broadcast. You are helpless to resist. We have taken control for your own sake. There are things you must know. This is Paranoia Radio, hosted by Olaf Phillips and Ron Patton. And welcome to another thrilling, <clears throat> amazing, splendiferous uh, episode of the Paranoia Podcast. I am Olaf Phillips. Uh, tonight, we have a special guest star, Timony. Um, she's going to be co-hosting with me. I thought it's the fall. Uh, we need to get into some uh, some witchcraft and magic and occultism. And Timony is an amazing uh, person, and she has a wealth of knowledge on that. Um, some news: I will. I am working on another issue of Paranoia. Uh, you guys know that it takes me forever to do it because I just I don't know. It just takes me forever to do it. Um, I did. Uh, I. I have had a number of bizarre things happen to me um, since we last spoke. Um, I will get into that in a later podcast, but suffice it to say, uh, thanks to Dr. Alan Greenfield, um, I have formed a hermetic lodge called the Celestial Lodge of Sirius. <clears throat> uh, Timony is actually my co-facilitator and a co-preceptor in the lodge. Uh, we're working on forming the lodge, building it out. Uh, turning it into something interesting, um, and it's based on all kinds of occultism and magic. Uh, my own focus, actually, just to update everybody, has gone more toward the Enochian end of it. Um, I have been dealing with something very bizarre, and uh, I'll probably get into that later. But like I said, I, th I thought, you know, normally uh, Ron is here, but I thought since we're doing some occultism and magic and energy and crystals and fun stuff... Um, Timony is a really good friend of mine and she knows a lot about this stuff. So I thought she'd be a good special guest star. Uh, so Timony, why don't you introduce yourself? Thank you, Olav, so much for being here. I've uh, been a fan of this for a long time and a good friend of yours. Um, yes. admired your work for such a long time. And, um, I can't even begin to really tell you what it means that you ever even asked me to be here. Um, I guess the only thing that kind of would even qualify me to be here is uh, I have been a student uh, of the occult for about 17, 18 years. Um, just sort of recently kind of started getting into actual practice of things. Um, I tend to be kind of a, a slow starter. Uh, I take, I take things very seriously. I take them very slowly before I actually start doing any workings. Um, and it just kind of seemed to sync up. Uh, you and I both seemed to be ready at yes. the same time. So, yep. um, so thank you so much for having me be here. Um, and it just seemed only right to have our first guest that you and I will co-host together uh, be Tim Reed, who is actually somebody who's I, who, who I have known for a very long time. Um, and he is very magical himself and has so many gifts um, and is very wise. And I'm just so excited to have him here. 
Yeah, so so welcome, Tim. How uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. All right, uh, so so uh, so why don't we why don't we get to brass tacks here? Uh, we don't on the the magnificent paranoia podcast. We tend not to screw around. So let's let's get down to brass tacks. So um, Timony actually showed me a lot of the stuff that you make, and it's amazing. And so how did you it so how did you kind of get into this? Well, I actually got into it uh, originally by uh, going through bulk rehab and getting into jewelry making. And I people used to bring me their crystals and uh, tell me what different stones that they wanted on them or different powers that they wanted on them. And I would set their... Uh, crystal and then I would put the stones around them and put them in a setting so that they could wear them and uh, one weekend uh, when I was doing still in jewelry school uh-huh. uh, our teacher took us to a gem show and I ran across a piece of stone in Tarja it was a real little tiny piece it had about seven pieces in it and I bought it, and I went, now this is how you make a power piece, you know, putting the stones together as one, right. making a design doing it. And so I set out looking for somebody that could teach me how to do that, which I found two people that actually did the art, but they weren't willing to teach it. So then I had a friend that actually uh, brought me a crop circle, which was a a picture of a crop circle um, that was a six-sided star in a circle. And she said, I want you to make this for me in stone. And I looked at her and I went, I haven't even ever cut a stone, let alone make this. So I haven't got a clue and I'd hate to mess up your stones. And she goes, no, no. What I want to do is I want you to go to the rock trail. We're going to pick out the stones that I want to put in it. And then you're going to do it. And so, make a long story really short, <laughs> I spent uh, three months grinding rock and putting this together and actually pulled it off. And that was the beginning of it. How long ago was that, Tim? That was in 95. Wow, you've been okay. at this a while. <laughs> uh, a couple of days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of days, right. So, now tell me something. So, when you're, when you're, um, well, we should probably preface this by saying that, that one of one of the main things you do um, is that you make jewelry and it's, it's power jewelry with various stones and and implements, you know. So we should probably clarify that. <laughs> I forgot. Now, when right. you're when you're when you're setting out to make a piece, right? Do you? How do you pick the stones you use for it? I mean, obviously, a traditional jeweler, right? They're going to, you know, they're going to go for, they're going to look at the diamonds or rubies or whatever, and they're they're going to kind of see it from an artistic point of view only. But in your case, you're you're making power jewelry, so I mean, there's more to it. But I mean, do you? How do you actually go through the the stone? I mean, obviously, you've got an idea in mind of what you want it to look like, and you know, you want to use like lapis or whatever, you know, uh, stones you want to use in it. But how do you actually select the stones themselves? 
Well, that entitled that uh, will bring up a whole other subject. That's fine. Um, so okay, so okay. that okay. Can I interject really quickly? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so Tim, this is kind of what I was talking to you before, um, because it does exactly go kind of on a not a side note, but how did you? I know that. Uh, you worked for a long time in the Portland area as um, like a psychic or a medium. And that kind of evolved into how you use Theo and then how Theo is your assistant and how you choose these oh. stones. So if, okay. if I'm, if I'm right in any of that, could you explain that a little bit better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the way the story goes, <clears throat> it's a very long one, so I'll keep it short. Um, Whatever. At the time, this was in 1986, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, my wife at that time and I moved from uh, the Oregon coast to Portland. And she was training to be an alcohol and drug counselor. And I was doing what I do, which is work construction. And I was also a cook. Um, and she came home one day and she says, I have a friend that does channeling and I want to take, I, I want you to go with me to this channeling session. Now you have to uh, know that at the time, what came to my mind was you want me to go to a channeling session where it's all woo woo and <laughs> tables going to move and lights are going to flick. And she goes, well, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. Goes, whatever, we'll do this. So we did, and when we went, uh, we were with a group of probably about 12 people there, and there was a channeler, and she said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around the room. She's going to channel her guide that she channels, and she's going to allow each one of us to ask two questions. First question is um do i have any guides second question do they have any messages and so it went around the room that way and they did that and they got to me and of course i'm a non-believer don't right. believe any of this stuff okay and i asked if you know i had any guides and she goes yes uh, you have a guide by the name of theodore and she told me a little bit about him and I said, okay, well, do you have any questions or any uh, uh, messages. messages for me? And uh, she she's told me the message. I unfortunately do not remember it at this point, but I do know it floored me. I mean, there was no way this person could know anything about me. And, and it was right on. Wow. I mean, it blew me away. And so we went home and I told Patty, I said, I want a private reading with her and talk to her. And, um, so and, I, and I want it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I want it now. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. so we went and we talked to her and she told me all about Theo and told me that I was going to be a channeler. And that I needed to get a book called uh, Channeling the Fifth Dimension, which I have lots of disabilities. Okay, I've, I've got a fourth grade education. Um, 
I spent 13 years in school and never did graduate. Um, so I am a slow learner and I don't read. I can't read. Okay. I mean, I'm very poor at it. Okay. And so, but I picked this book up and I read it from cover to cover Dang. in less than a day and a half. Wow. That's amazing. And, that's, that's and amazing. I was like blown away. <laughs> that's that's amazing okay. by its by itself. I mean to read a book that fast that's amazing just for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> any book. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And um so from there she also told me about a book on how to channel and I got that. And so I read it and it had a um an exercise to do in it to be able to contact your guide and to um, have a communication with them. And so I did. And <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> okay, I did this meditation and Charleston Heston appeared to me as Moses. Wow. Okay. Dang. And, and so I, I talked to him and, you know, asked him questions and stuff. And then immediately got done with the channeling and Patty called up the channeler and we got another appointment with her. And I said, okay, this is what happened, you know, and this is who came to me, you know, and why would Carlton Heston as Moses come to me? And she said, well, that's because you were Moses in another life. And so uh. this is the connection that you have when this person came to you this way because you recognized him that way. I'm sure. And I went, okay. And so anyway, that started me into channeling. And I channeled for years, like Tim and he said, in Portland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and what happened is that, what I found out is that, you know, people really don't want to, to, uh, tell them what was wrong with them and what they need to do and what they need to work on to be able to create the reality that they're trying to create. Right. They would much rather you wave a magic wand and say, poof, you're fixed, go out and do your thing. Right. It's true. And <laughs> the, what I ended up coming up with was these power pieces. Because the more that I worked with the stones and the more that I worked with with the energy of what was being done, it was amazing to me. It just floored me yeah. of the power and the energy that was in it. And I watched people that have gotten my work, and two things happen. Uh-huh. First thing that happens is they call me up about a week later and say, this thing has brought me nothing but bad luck since the day I <laughs> Okay. And I go, uh, well, it's not bringing you bad luck. What it is doing is showing you the blocks that you have yep. in you that you need to remove and deal with. And then once you get past them, it is going to lay down the path that you are trying to create and everything that will happen will be positive. That's interesting. So they, they go back and they work with it some more. And sure enough, that's exactly what happens. 
um, because the bottom is bottom line is is that we are the creators of our own reality. Right. Okay. <clears throat> what you think and what you feel is what you create. Yep. Okay. It's really that simple. It okay. is. And and so with that in mind, if you continuously work on yourself to bring out the stuff that you don't want and get rid of it in your life then everything else is going to come together for you. So basically that's how I got into where I'm at today. Okay. <laughs> I think people are very confused about what that looks like. Um, and I think for one, people are very blocked and they don't even want to even begin to acknowledge that there's things that they're doing in their life that are fucking up their own life. That's true. That's <laughs> true. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, yeah. there's, there's yeah. obvious things that we can all say, yeah, I shouldn't do that. Or I could be doing this or that better, but there's very, I think the more powerful things are the subtle ones that you don't realize the unconscious habits, the, the little daily things that you do and the things that you put up with or the things that you, yeah. um, Most, yeah. kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Let them sail. Um, but when you really start to get into doing any type of work or having, like you say, a power piece, that's going to uh, magnetize or crystallize your your aura, for lack of a better word right now, yeah. um, those things are going to become more clear. And if you're not ready to see those or if you don't even know how to see those things, it's going to look, like you said, like bad luck. Right. Well, I think it, I, I have to say, I, I think it's amazing that, that your power pieces do that. I mean, you know, we've all gone on Etsy and, and we've all gone to the metaphysical bookstore and, you know, there's a bunch of crystals, you know, whether you're buying a pendulum or, you know, you're buying a necklace or whatever, and it's, it's set into a dragon or, you know, whatever. And, and you, you kind of buy these things and it's like, oh, well, that looks cool. And sure. I know what an amethyst does or an emerald or whatever. But the fact that, that yours are are magically energized enough, well, enough's the wrong word. So much, I think, is probably more accurate. That you know, when the person gets it, that they actually are, you know, it, it's almost doing a working in and of itself, and it's saying, "Hey, before you can use me properly, you know, here's here's some things you got to fix, and then I'll I'll work right." But the fact that it's actually tripping that, making that happen. For the person who owns it, that that's amazing. I mean, that's pretty powerful. And do you think yep. that part of the the working begins with the person who asks you for the piece? I mean, it has to, right? Because otherwise, would, they can like think. what Olaf said. Like they they mm -hmm. could just go to any metaphysical fair or whatever and pick up a piece of jewelry that has a cute little tag on it, and right. and not to disparage that, you know, that's no, no, right. good, but, we've all done it. <laughs> but but if you're looking for something. Um, that's actually going to kind of put the pedal to the metal and, and right. change things for you. Um, I, I think, I don't know. I, I just think that this is the type of route that you would have to go. Right. And does that have well, anything to really do with, well, I know that it, it must have something to do with CO. So how does CO play into how you make CO is my guide who, is one of my guides. There's actually two guides that I work with okay. daily. One is Theodore. The other one is Red Moon. Okay. Red Moon is my Native American uh, 
guide that pretty much brings me all the ideas for my work. Okay, that's okay. more of the creative, like the creative aspect. aspect here. Right. When I when I sit down for a piece to to make a piece, believe it or not, the only thing that I've got in mind is the centerpiece. Okay. Some of my pieces, like the piece that I made for Timony, right? For example, which is uh, a dream catcher. Okay, that has over eight hundred and seventy some stones in it. Holy crap! Okay, and it's um, small. Like, I mean, it's not tiny, tiny, but if you like, right. what is what are the dimensions it's, of it? Because to think of eight hundred and something pieces. <clears throat> right. <laughs> Well, let me get it. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, That's not, crazy. it's not a big piece. It's something that you can wear around your neck. Well, like, I mean, it's about I an inch and a half. Yeah, it's about an inch and a half around. No. Yeah. Right. No. I mean, can you even, yeah. we're going to have to get these pieces, like pictures, and we'll, yeah. we'll link all of your yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll link I mean, all it's, this It's up. incredible. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Right. I use a faceting machine to do my work. And so sure. I cut everything into strips. And then I start in the center. For example, Timonese is eight-sided. So the centerpiece is eight-sided, whatever that is, octagon or yeah, it's whatever. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll glue a piece on, and then I'll shape that into a little tiny pyramid. Oh, wow. okay. And I'll put eight of those on. And right. then in her case, it's a spiral in the second, which is in the center, which is a, a, a four-sided spiral. Okay. Um, so you've got four pieces of gold stone that go in the same direction, four different directions all the way around it. And then that's all surrounded by uh, Apache tier. And then I go into um, turquoise that has a, a circle around the uh, a spiral. And then I start the spider web part, which is uh, silicon, which silicon is that you actually use in, to make computer chips. Right, right. Uh, um, and it when you polish it up, it looks like silver. Oh, I never thought which of that. Why I, which is why I use it. <clears throat> and so okay. I use that for the web part. So what, what I'm doing is putting eight pieces of that on and making a very, 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 very small, fine line. And then in between that, I'm putting clear quartz so that you can see through this piece. Okay. So that it actually becomes transparent. Okay. And so that only thing that you see around that is the the spider web. And so then it that goes like out. a galaxy. Pardon me. Is that right? It, it sort of makes it look like a galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome. That, that's awesome. <laughs> the spiral galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, so, but. So anyway, I'm going out into eight eight pieces per layer. And I, I'd have to stop and count them to find I, out how many I, layers there are. But I get it now. You're so you're what you're doing is to achieve. It's kind of I I do blacks <laughs> I do blacksmithing right. So you know we we fold the metal over each other. 
Right. And so we right. make more and more and more layers. That's how you get like a, a samurai sword that has, you know, like a thousand layers as you keep folding right. the metal on itself. So you're, you're, you're layering this out with very thin layers. So, right. So, okay. So on one hand, you, you have the one guide that, that helps you with like the creativity of it. And then the other guide, they, he helps you with the stone selection or how, how does he that? He helps me. He helps me with the person that is going to get the piece. Okay. Like the metaphysical, the one that, that, that matrix the, like, it, Right. Yeah. In Timini's case, he's the one that connects to Timini. Okay. And tells me what she needs in this piece to be able to do, <clears throat> walk her path. Okay. So these are, these and are, which, these are all custom made. So you're, what you're doing is when, like, no. Okay. So, but yeah. like when I, when I, let's say that I bought one. Right. And I, right. I wanted exactly what she had, but it's right. by, by its very nature, it'll be different because Theo will interface me and try to understand what, what stones are required right. to transit right. my path. Okay. Right. The stones would change. Right. Okay. Absolutely. But the design okay. might not, but the stones would. Right. Okay. But then there's the other, the other part of that is, is that I do a lot of work that, I don't have a customer for her. I'm just making a piece. So, okay. But okay. I know for a fact that what's going to happen is that somebody's going to come to a show, somebody's going to go to the website, right? somebody's right. going to go do whatever, and that piece is going to pop for them. They're yeah, they'll, go, oh my God, I've got to have that piece. Yeah, they'll well, connect to it. It was made for them. So yeah. it, it basically was custom made for them. They you just know, don't. They don't know it. Yet. I didn't have a clue. Yeah, they 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 don't know it yet. But you custom made that for right. them. Yeah, I get it. Right, right. <laughs> and and then so while you're while you're making it, are you doing anything magically to it, or like when it's done, do you imbue it, or or do you just the process of making it is the working itself? Well, what I do is in every major piece that I have, like the one that's Timmy that I made for Timony, mm -hmm. the bigger pieces, the the smaller pieces that I just put together, uh stones with and stuff don't necessarily have it. But the more intense pieces that take me about three weeks to do. Right. Um, they actually have the way that I put the stones on, they have three vortexes in them. Okay. When you wear, when you wear a piece of my jewelry, then what is going to happen is that the power that is in that stone, and all the stones that are combined in it, uh -huh. are going to run in those three vortexes. One is the sacred spiral, right? Which it looks like a sacred spiral. The other one is a laser, what I call the laser uh, vortex. Okay. which is they're, they're kind of stacked on top of each and in line with each other. So they shoot out into a laser pattern. Okay. And the other, and the other vortex is the raindrop uh, vortex, which is kind of like a drop of water hitting a pool of water. It sure. hits in the middle, causes a splash, and the rings get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as they go out. So what happens is that 
actually all three of these vortexes actually exist in one piece. Wow. Okay, so not not only are they running clockwise, okay, they're running counterclockwise. Simultaneously. Right. Okay. Okay. And when you're they're wearing a piece, Right. And when you're wearing a piece, that piece is going to not only surround you, the wearer, of uh-huh. it, but it is going to go out at least 30 feet from you. Oh. And wow. everybody that is 30 feet within your place that you're standing, sitting, whatever you're doing, uh-huh. is going to be affected by that piece. Okay. So. I I put that in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just a disclaimer: if you buy a piece of Tim's jewelry, make sure you tell your friends. <laughs> yes, everybody. Everybody within yeah. thirty feet, <laughs> be ready. Yeah. Crazy, crazy shit's go. gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right on. True story. Well, it the, the cool thing about it is that what happens is that. The energy coming at you, whether it be negative, positive, whatever it is, uh-huh. will go into this power piece, and then this power piece heals it and sends it right back out again. Okay. Okay. And so, like, if you have somebody that's negative in your face, you can watch them just completely, completely turn around. I had a store, Timmy knows of it, in I remember. Uh, Kennewick. Yeah. Okay, I worked in the back room, and <clears throat> there was this lady that came up to the counter one day, and she goes, well, what are you doing? Because I always worked in the back making the intarsia. Right. And uh, I said, well, I, I made power pieces, and she just got this <laughs> look on her face like, you're nuts, you know? That's woo-woo time. And she kind of started going, kind of getting ranting and raving, and Oh, really? You know, going off on me a little bit and on it, note, you know, and I said, well, conservative area. People oh, don't okay. understand what that is around here. <laughs> right. Okay. And I said, well, is there any of these pieces that you like or you're attracted to? And she goes, well, I kind of like that one right there. And so I reached in the showcase, picked it up, handed it to her, and put it in her hand. And she immediately changed. I oh, mean, wow. Just completely changed to positive really just that fast and i went yes <laughs> score you know score all right you know yeah i was so cu- I've, I've seen it it work <laughs> i was curious about that so <clears throat> when you make these pieces obviously you know each one has a different kind of uh well, the, it sounds like the, the basic idea of all of them is, is to help you down your path, whatever path that is. But I would imagine that right. the, they have, you know, obviously they each one has different properties. I mean, have you seen, aside from that woman, have you seen situations, especially at a store, where, you know, you, you hand it to them and, and, like, shit happens? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It... When they walk into the studio, uh-huh. it changes. Everything changes about them. Really? Okay. I mean, I have, I have a 
friend here in in Roseburg that carries my work uh-huh. in a uh, um, he's in a a cannabis shop. He owns a cannabis shop, one of okay. the biggest ones here in Roseburg, and he uh, uh, put him in his his store. And he tells me all the time about the people that will come in there and all of a sudden just completely change their way of thinking and the way that they're doing stuff just because they're standing by them. And it changes his whole store. Yeah. And he he brought them back because I, I had a person do me a design, design me a certificate of authenticity. Sure. And so I had him bring him back so that I could put a certificate of authenticity with him. Okay. And um, he called me up after they left his shop and he went, man, my shop is like uh, just missing. It's it's missing something. And I went, yeah, my pieces. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) They sound really changes. Yeah. Elvis has it left the really building. Yeah, the Elvis has left the building. That's right. I mean they yep. <laughs> they they sound they sound very powerful. So now when you're when you go to a gem shop or or, or a gem show or wherever you get the raw material for it, like how do you uh-huh. pick which pieces of, I mean obviously you're going to have a supply of you know whatever various types of stones and you know but do you have a process for actually selecting which root pieces you, I, that you're using? I feel them. I, I feel them. You feel them? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you have to put them in my hand. Yeah. It's, I, have a, I do a lot, of, a lot of buying of my stones now I actually do on the computer and uh-huh. I do overseas. Sure. Um, because I can get some pretty good deals over there. Um. <clears throat> and I have a real problem with it because I can't see them. I can't feel them. You know, I'm, I'm having you need to, to touch do a lot of, a lot of trusting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. And so, <laughs> um, but it's, it's all worked out perfectly every single time. You know, I get the batch of stones and they're just perfect, you know? So, there's there's a lot of process different kinds of processes that go by i do a lot of shopping on ebay and that kind of stuff too sure um um and you you know you get to you find a dealer and treat you right and you you stay with that dealer and that dealer actually starts to know your work and what you want and so I mean, I have people call me up and go, "I got the rock, perfect rock for you." <laughs> <laughs> I got the you rock, know? man. <laughs> let's let's let's, let's just go meet over in the in the parking lot. I got the, yeah. I got the perfect set of rocks for you, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but I, I know what so, you. Yeah. I, I never saw it myself, but I remember um, Kyle, your son, my dear friend. Um, right. telling me at one point, um, that you were featured in the lapidary journal. Yes. I okay. sent in a piece and I placed second in the lapidary journal. For, oh, wow. um, so for the people who don't know what work. the lapidary journal is, could you explain that a little bit? The lapidary journal is a magazine that's been around for, uh, 
fifties. Uh, um, and it's where pretty much anybody that's trying to do any, any, uh, jewelry or rocks or anything like that. Um, it's the magazine they go through. It's sort of like um, national geographic <laughs> for jewelry people. Right. Oh, okay. Only okay. It's for rocks. For rocks, yeah. Rocks and you and came jewelry. in second. That is amazing. I came in I'm second. not surprised, yes. but I'm like a little bit yeah. starstruck. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I, that's a big I deal. Was, that is. It is. It is. It is a big deal, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing about that what is the number that is? Uh, I happen to have one around here. Because uh, I know I'm going to go look that up, and I'm sure other people would like to look that up as well. 87. It's also on my webpage. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. And well, all this, uh, that's the Red Moon. All this stuff is we'll get, on we'll get my to that. webpage. Yeah. We'll do yeah, that. Red Moon Creation Studio. Um, here it is right here. I knew I had it. <clears throat> they called me up <clears throat> when I sent this in, <clears throat> and they said uh, they didn't send me anything or tell me that I won at all. Oh wow! They really? Called me up and yeah, they called me up and said uh, this is Lapidary Journal, and we wanted to know if you wanted to have any issues <laughs> this month's Lapidary Journal. And That's I funny. Went, I got one. <laughs> You know, I got right. a prescription that comes in, and they went, "Well, no, you you're uh, in it. You you won." And I went, "Really?" Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Say yeah. again, what? You know, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I wrote an article for uh, for Nexus magazine in Germany, and I you know I submitted the article. They translated it, and and I, I knew I was going to be in it, but I didn't know when or where or how. And one day I got this email. <coughs> from the guy who publishes it <coughs> and he says oh you know i just want to let you know you're in the magazine you know here's here's a pdf of it and i'm like oh great you know my my german is very bad but you know i'd be interested in what else is in there no it was just my article like it was literally like a pdf printout of, of the pages that was my article and then like whatever's on those pages but that was it to actually get the mag i had to actually buy it <laughs> at least yeah. they gave you copies <laughs> yep, <laughs> no doubt. So yeah, it was a Jan January two thousand eight issue. Right on. Is is when that happened. So I and actually I took, uh, specialty cut gems. So I, I I actually kind of under understand where you were saying that you need to touch it, you need to touch it and feel it. So right for for a variety of reasons um, that I'll. I'll it would take an entire podcast to explain. Um, I have a thing where I'm connected to emeralds. That right. for for a lot of reasons, emeralds are very paramount in my life. And it and when I when I touch emeralds, right, there's like a a vibration to them, and there's like an electric right. like an electricity to it. And it, it doesn't it doesn't happen so much with like a an actual emerald like you go to a jeweler and they put an emerald in your hand like I've held 
you know, like jewelry with emeralds in it that my friends have. Right. And it doesn't do it. it. It's only with the raw emerald. Like when I hold a raw emerald, like there's a, right. I can feel it like vibrating in my hand. Right. Is yeah. that, is that kind of how you feel when you're kind of like going over the stones, something like that? It, yeah. Sigilite is the very first stone that I ever was able to actually feel that okay. I still say you could put a piece of sigilite in my hand and I could tell you exactly that without even looking what it is. Um, uh-huh. And it, the other part that, of, of it is is your it, what your mind says. You know, you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. You, it's like if I put a raw emerald in your hand, your your mind is going to, or your whole body is going to sync with it. You yeah, know, to become one with it. It does. Okay. I don't want to put right. it down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and we're all attracted to certain stones. I mean, that's how I got into it. I, I didn't believe in the power of stones necessarily, but I've always been attracted to stones. I've always had pockets full of rocks that I picked up sure. off the road. And, you know, I can always remember one running around with pockets in my rock, in, uh, rocks in my pockets all the time. Um, <clears throat> and so there's, and then you go into a jewelry store, or you go into a, a gem show or anything there's certain stones that just speak to you right you know and that's that's what you go on okay you know and those are the ones that are, are needing to work with you yeah I, I like that notion of it, it needs to work with you versus you know i think in in a lot of metaphysical contexts you know i'm on the metaphysical end of it, you know, obviously I have a paranoia as a conspiracy magazine and I've done the ghost hunting and the conspiracy stuff and the UFO stuff and the cryptid stuff. But on the occult end of it, like the metaphysics, I think that's one of the, one of the things that I've always disliked about modern metaphysics is that it's this notion of, well, I'm going to go to a metaphysical bookstore or I'm going to go to a meta, you know, metaphysical fair or I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to go to the side of a mountain and I'm going to pick up an emerald or I'm going to pick up some lapis or I'm going to pick up quartz, rose, whatever. I'm going to pick it up and right. it's supposed to do this thing, you know, like, like uh, you know, an emerald. It's, it's supposed to give you foresight. So I'm going to pick this, this emerald up and I'm going to put it in my hand and I'm instantly going to see the future and it's just going to work. I think a lot of modern metaphysicians, they I think they've lost sight of the idea that that the stone the stone is working with you and you are working with it. It's not a panacea that it it's a journey and a process, right? It's a relationship. It's a relationship, yeah. And sometimes it doesn't start out easy or great, and right. sometimes it doesn't work out at all. Right, and I think right. I think that I, I think if what you're trying to say, um, if I'm getting what you're trying to say, is that um, what Tim can do is kind of be that interface and yeah. figure out, you know, maybe maybe you really like this particular stone, and that's all fine and good, but it might not be the relationship you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, right. you're like a you're like a, right. a, a dating service for stones. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. You're 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 a stone relationship you counselor. Bring it into 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you That's go. That's awesome. So, so you know, for for our listeners, so are there, you know, obviously there there are a zillion different kinds of stones, but are are there some stones in general that that we should kind of like have around that could help us on a day to day basis? Since you are a stone relationship counselor, you know. I, <laughs> right. You know, aside from having a relationship matchmaker, right. Aside from having like yeah. a power piece, I mean, you know, obviously you make right. those, but just in general, you know, are there some like rocks that we should have around that could help us with various things? Well, the best, best way to go about that is to get, uh, first of all, you go with your heart. Right. Okay. When you go into a place to pick up stones, or even if you're walking along and you just see one, okay, and it catches your eye, you know, those are the stones that you need to put into your life, put into a little power bag, and pack around with you. Okay. But the the chakra colors are the best way to go for because number one, that aligns your chakras. Right. Okay, and we we have eight of them in our or uh, seven of them in our our body that we work with actually more but the seven main ones and that is uh starting at the top is is purple and then uh uh navy blue so I, when i think of purple i always think of either sugilite or or uh amethyst okay and the blue is always my eyes go to lapis right Okay, <laughs> and um, let's see, blue and then green. Uh, you can do emerald there. You can do uh, adventurine, um, any green stone, uh, malachite. Uh, all these store, all these stones you can find in any metaphysical shop or rock shop. Sure. Okay, and they're cheap, tumbled rocks. Okay, very inexpensive, very easy to get. Um, uh, green, come on, green. Okay, and then uh, I'm looking around real quick for one of my pieces that actually have them all in there. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> oranges yeah, and red. I, yeah, orange, red's your last one. Um, Cornelian has always been one of my faves. Yep, Cornelian and uh, Garnet's a good one. Garnet, yeah. For that, and then uh, you go into teal, and of course, uh, turquoise is always one that people like to go with that one. Sure. Um, and then yellow, and citrine is a good one to go with on that one. And then uh, orange, and we've already cut uh, uh, oranges. Um, what is orange? Uh, cornelian, and uh, and then red, which is garnet. So those seven colors, those will align your chakras, and your chakras are very important to be aligned and working properly for you otherwise you're kind of running chaos 
So, yeah. But Some of us thrive in chaos don't... and need our chakras aligned frequently. Yeah. <clears throat> that would be me. You just do them every day. <laughs> but all you got to yeah. do is touch them and think of them. You know, just touch them every morning when you get up in the morning and align them and go on about your business. You know, it works really easy. None of this work is really hard to do. It's just a matter of being consistent on it and doing it every day. Uh, yeah, you know. I think consistency is really the big key. Um, for a lot of people, it doesn't need to be big and grandiose all the time. Just, you know, small acts right. every day. Right. That is that is it. It's kind of like getting up and just doing a morning meditation, you know. You right. Get up and, and like, align yourself and get yourself yeah. ready. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And and having that peace, you know, if you have that touching your skin, um, you know, yep. even if you wear it through the night, um, you know, that can be very protective. I'm a very avid dreamer. Yeah. I have very intense dreams. I always have. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The only that's time in my life why. if I go and I'm not dreaming, I know that I'm in very uh, uh, extreme stress. So if I if I don't right. dream for two or three nights in a row, I, I know I need to really check in with something. But um yeah. 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 That's why I want this piece in your hand. Yeah, can't wait to get it. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. I'll be I'll yeah. I'll journal all of it and let you know. I'm jealous. I want cool. one. I want one now. You need one, Olav. You need, I need one. A, I need a dream catcher. I don't I know one. where you can get one, dude. Yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. talk, let's talk after the show. I want a dream catcher. Because you know Honestly. what my you know what my problem is? I only remember uh dreams that are very important to me so like i have as part of my journey shall we say you know i've had dreams related to my journey um into this stuff um but i don't generally remember anything else i know i had dreams i know that they probably had important information in them but aside from a repetitive dream that actually a friend of mine who does dream analysis um, named Phil Learness, who actually makes really great movies, uh, he he figured out what it meant, and when he explained it to right. me, it cracked it, and the dream went away. But aside from that, I I just don't remember them. So maybe if I have a dream catcher, it'll uh, it'll help me remember them. There you go. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I can't help but remember my dreams, and I think about them all day. Like the dream I had last night, I, I'm still analyzing it. Oh, I can't. Yeah, you yeah. can do a whole show on that. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, I want yeah, to. That, that'll be our next show. Actually, I, I should I should talk to Phil and and have him uh, have him come on again because he you know yeah. I mean you know, he, it, he makes good movies. He's really good. Which movie does he make? Uh, he made one called The Truth Is Out There. Um, is which, that one on uh, Prime? I think I've seen it. I think I think it is. It's the one with uh, <clears throat> it's the one um, with uh, a Dean um, drawing a blank right now. Dean <clears throat> Haglin, right? Sorry. Yeah. He's now he's gonna kill me. He's like you forgot my name, uh, Dean Haglin, yeah. who was who was who yeah. was on the X Files. He was part of the Lone Gunman. Yeah. Yeah, it's a journey of Dean Haglin trying to trying to see a UFO. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Phil's. He Phil's, made that. That's awesome. Yeah, Phil. But he also does dream analysis, and he's really good. He totally figured out like what this dream meant, and then it went away. <laughs> but I, I'd, I'd had it. Love to talk to him. I could give him a year's worth of homework. <laughs> Probably. We'll get him. Okay. We'll get him on. He's a good guy. Yeah. But but yeah. So maybe maybe a dream catcher would help me catch him, and then I can remember them. Because, you know, aside. Well, and what's interesting? Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say what's, uh, what's also interesting about the fact that Tim made my piece in the shape of a dream catcher was uh, it's been a while since I've made one, but I dedicated quite a few years to really um, making dream catchers. Um, and, and I'm not Native American. I, I do have some Native ancestry, but I, I would never say that I'm Native American. Um, so it was just very much like a, an intuitive process. Yeah. Um, and I've, and I've had them and I've given them away and I've, you know, I've never sold them or anything like that, but, um, that the whole process of making a dream catcher has always been like one of my favorite meditation techniques. Um, it's just, it's the repetitive, the weaving and the, just, it's just, it's very repetitive. Um, so when he told me that he was, you know, that he had made a, a dream catcher shape, I like, it, it just made so much sense. I, I'm just, I don't know why I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling it. Like, you know, you're, when he was describing it, I was like, that, that's really cool. I mean, I, obviously I'm, I don't wear jewelry or anything, but you know, I, these, would. <laughs> these kinds of power <laughs> to me, these kinds of power objects, like they're, they're just things you have, you know, like I've been, you know, I've been messing around with, with orgone generators and I, I, you know, I put the iron, uh, the iron powder in there and I put the amethyst and I put the emeralds in it, you know, and emerald, uh, emerald shavings and whatever. And it's like, I just kind of like feel like what I should put in it. And I've given a few of them away to people and, you know, they, they're just in awe of them and they love them. And, you know, I, I'm actually using them as a part of a larger secret project, uh, that I'll disclose someday when I feel like it. But, you know, in my life, like, I, I have certain power objects. Uh, I went to this mysterious rock wall here in the Bay Area, and I have a chunk of the rock wall that, that I treasure. It's on my weird stuff shelf. Um, you know, so it's, I don't know, I just, I feel, I don't know, I just feel compelled. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk, really we'll talk a, after a the really show. Cool <laughs> you want to know a really cool coincidence that uh, Tim just told me right before the show is uh, he was born in Martinez. Yeah, we were talking about. I, I owe him a photo. I, I have not gone down to to uh, downtown. No, it's weird. That's so cool. Yeah, it's super what are the strange. odds of that? Like, I yeah, uh, <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> he's, he's the first person I've ever met that that lives there. <laughs> I'm I'm there right now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, but you know, you know what I found. I just figured it was a good almond. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is you, you know what I found is that um, that when synchronicities like that happen, there there are reasons why. You know, I mean, obviously, right. I you know, I have Absolutely. yeah, I have very little interest in jewelry, and and you know, when he was describing like making the dream catcher, I'm like, wow, that that sounds really fucking cool. I think I need one. <laughs> you know, seriously, you really? <laughs> I do. We're going to talk. <laughs> But, but again, yeah. you, you know, yeah. I live in Martinez. He's from Martinez. It's a weird connection, you know. That's, but, yeah. but, That's not a big place. 
No, it's it's not. Yeah. And it's it, it's the county seat, but it's actually it's kind of tucked over in a corner that like there's a we yeah. live in a valley. And there's, you know, there's all these other huge towns like Concord and Walnut Creek and you know, that stretches along to kind of two valleys that kind of splits and the one that goes north south. There's a whole bunch of towns and they're all right next to each other. You know, Concord is across the freeway from Pleasant Hills, which is next to Walnut Creek, next to San Ramon, Alamo, down to Pleasanton, Dublin. You know, they're all kind of connected in these series of valleys, right? And then Lafayette, Arenda, Moraga, you know, it's just like continuous. But like like um, Martinez, we're not on uh, like a freeway. That there's a freeway that kind of runs through it, right? But the downtown is like set way back away. You know, when you exit the freeway, it takes you probably another 10 or 15 minutes to get to the downtown. Where if you're in Walnut Creek, it's like, it's it, it it's surrounded by the freeway. Like it surrounds the freeway or Concord or, you know, Pleasant Hill or whatever. They're like right off the freeway. But yeah, Martinez is a sleepy little town on the, in the middle of nowhere kind of. It's very like 50s. They have like lights strung down the main street and a lot of antique shops and there's some good food. Great food. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to come back and visit sometime. <laughs> Looks like we have a trip to take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, it's very haunted, actually. The, the yeah. oh, there's a whole other story in there. Yeah the the yeah. old the old newspaper building was was extremely haunted, but that that's a we need a ghost hunter for that one. No, but these, these, uh, no, these, these objects, you know, power objects. It's to me, it's an object. Like it's not jewelry because I don't wear jewelry. So, you know, it's it's a power object, and I think we all kind of need them. You know, each one serves a different purpose. So, we'll we'll talk after the show. (laughs) We'll definitely. (laughs) I think I need this. (laughs) And and you know, like just kind of like as a, it it almost makes it more interesting to know that there is. there's a sense of danger about it. Like not, not danger. Like you're going to get hurt or anything, no, but like discovery. it's going to, it's going to cause you some upheaval and you That's need to good. be ready for that because you have to be willing to accept that there's some shit in your life. That isn't cool. Yeah. You but you, to, it's, it's, and it's going to bring that up for you. And so if you go ahead and go down this path, if you're really curious and if you really want to, you know, sort of get to the bottom of some of these things, um, it's well, going to put it in your face. Well, in occultism, you know, we have the concept of the hero's journey, right? The, you know, the hero sets out to get the grail or whatever. And there are ups right. and downs and twists and turns. And it's like, you know, I, I always call it the, the way it was described to me by Greenfield, my spiritual advisor, is that, you know, you're getting on the train and you get on a freight train. And once the train starts, you can't get off. You can't ever no. get off because it changes you. But, but, you know, you go up, you go down. If you get off, you're dead. <laughs> pretty much. But, yeah. it, you know, it, you go up, you go down. And it's like these power objects are are there to aid you. And I don't know, you know, I, the interesting thing is, you know, we've been talking for almost an hour. And one of the interesting things that dawned on me is that, you know, I've always kind of... Um, I've always kind of seen myself in that capacity as like a tour guide. So like, you know, I had a friend who was going through something and I took my friend to Shasta and the, the mountain spoke to my friend and told, told them what to do. 
basically, you know, you need to, you need to do this thing. It was like clear as a bell and the mountain spoke to her, but I, you know, it's not like I did anything in particular, but what, what I, what I have done and people have told me is that in the, the very wooey magical sense that, that I, I help them identify and remove blocks and I help them. That's why I say I'm like a tour guide that I, I, show them the path and then i i help them go down the path i don't i can't fix it for them but i make it apparent to them as part of a working or a process or you know for her it was a she went through a um a maze that was on the mountain and and she had a discovery a labyrinth. yeah a labyrinth she had a discovery she was going through this world and then we did some other stuff after that and that's when the mountain spoke to her but i don't know i feel like the the dream catcher element of it, it it's almost to me it's not even so much dreams it's more like blocks it's i you know you use power objects like when you're doing things like this and i i don't for whatever reason i just feel compelled that that it it would help me uh i help me help other people identify things that that's what i do in in my magical occulty world is to help people identify blocks and to remove them and to continue down their journey and the way that you describe like inlaying the patterns and wrapping the stuff and, and the spider web of and the catching you know that i don't know it just spoke to me like it's something i want to put in my bag to help somebody with something versus yeah i wouldn't wear it but it, i'd use it so it's weird i i, I haven't I haven't had that happen to me in a while where something really spoke to me. It was like, Oh, this is going to be very helpful to you. So yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we're coming kind of toward the end here. So, um, you know, is there, when it comes to like power objects, I guess you have a lot of experience with like power objects, power jewelry, power objects. I mean, is there, you know, is there some advice you can give the listeners about them? Follow your heart. Follow your heart. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's the so best. Good. That's the best. Advice. So direct. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. no bullshit. I mean, that's pretty much the truth of the matter. So. And I think, uh, man, I think that I think that invokes a lot of fear. It does. Yeah. But that it can. Does. Yeah. It does. It does. I was going to have t-shirts made up of that. Follow your heart. That's what, that's what Theo says all the time. Follow your heart. But it's true. Yeah. And, and it's, Tell him it's we a hard hi. one to do, you know, because no. we're, yeah. we're, we like to, it is, it's people very please, hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Being a people pleaser is a curse. Oh, that's so hard. It's, but it, you yeah. know, like me, like I, I tell people, you know, that I, I try to walk the golden path and that if I'm walking down the center of the path, the things are easy, and if I drift to the right or to the left because I'm human, things get chaotic, you know. But but at the end of the day, I mean, what does that really mean? It's like you're following your intuition, you're following your heart, you know. It's it's a you're being drawn towards something, and you're not denying it, and that's that's really you know the essence of it, it is following your heart. It does. It it's hard. It's very hard. Yeah, but you know, got to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and in, in, in everybody's life, you know, we have all of these agreements with, you know, just from small agreements to our, our coworkers and our employees, to the people that we live with and our spouses. And, you know, you don't want to disappoint anybody. And so when you start to feel like maybe you 
feel a certain way or a different way about something that might make someone else feel uncomfortable. Um, it's very natural to want to want to close that down, but that causes so many yeah. negative ripples and just it, it causes a lot of knots. And, and so I think that having these pieces to kind of straighten some of those out, but, but at the same time acknowledging, you know, that if you're, I mean, essentially, if if you're getting a piece from you, I, essentially, I feel like you're invoking change. Yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. So you have to yeah. be ready to deal with that when it when it arises. Yeah, this is some real stuff. This is real stuff. Yeah. This is not. This is not bullshit. I ordered it on Wish dot com. Kind of mass produced hokey crap. It was, no. We would not be, none of us would be here at 10 o'clock at night to be <laughs> yeah. sleeping. Yes. Talking about this if it was bullshit. Damn it, I should be watching Stargate yeah. Atlantis. <laughs> right? Like, oh right. man, I could be watching something on TV or sleeping, you know? Yes. But this is <laughs> much more important. That, and I think that people need to know. And, and and Tim's been doing this work for such a long time. And I've had so much respect for him for so many years. Like, I just, I'm just so glad to finally, um, have some sort of platform to, to share yeah, the yeah. people that I know that do amazing work. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're coming to the end. Okay. So how do people find you? Uh, Red moon creation studio.com. Okie dokie. And, uh, are you, and do you have it on Facebook as well? Or I do have it on Facebook. It's under, uh, Timothy L Reed in, on Facebook. Okay, cool. Well, thank you. Also, oh. There's another one there called Synergy Creations. But once you get connected with me on Facebook, I connect to to the red uh, the Synergy Creations. And so, if somebody is interested in having a custom piece made, should should they just private message you and and sort of consult that way? Yep, email me. Okay. okay. What's your Which email? Is, uh, my email is. Uh, T-I-M-L-R-E-E-D-7 at, uh, oh, my mind just went blank. Gmail? Um, <laughs> Gmail.com, yes. Everybody's awesome. on Gmail. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, yep. thank you so much for coming on. It was very interesting. And, um, you know, we'll have to have you come back and talk some more about you know, some of the stuff you're working on because you're, it sounds like you're always making some very interesting pieces. So maybe you can come back and, and if you're working on a really interesting one or weird one, you can let us know. Well, yep. and after I've had mine for a while, we could do a follow up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll be getting yours next week. I'm so excited. And I will be mailing <laughs> yeah. you your Irish crystal tomorrow. So you'll get that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right all right Tim. thank you so much yes thank you so much thank you for having me thank you <laughs> all right, all right. We'll talk i'm very soon. grateful yep have a good night you too bye-bye all, right. Right. all right well that that was another splintacular episode of the paranoia podcast again tim uh thanks for coming on and and tell us about it uh timony thank you for uh for special guest starring with me i appreciate it Thank you. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, 
Who's uh, we're so we're doing a couple of shows where you're going to guest host with me uh, because you know this is fall and it's kind of occulty and witchcrafty and so I you know I invited you to to kind of hang out with me for the next couple ones. So what's what's thank the, you yes. Yeah, so what's the next one we're doing next week? Uh, next week we have Thomas Sheridan and we are going to be talking about uh, the occult. Uh, yes. the occult side of H.P. Lovecraft, which I yeah. mean, I guess all of it is occult, but yeah, we're going to definitely be delving into some H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. So if anybody has any questions uh, that you want me to pose, I am, I am fascinated by that because, uh, you know, Lovecraft has been called the accidental occultist. So I really want to get into that notion of the oh, accident. He hated it. He I know, hated it, but he gave us our American pantheon. He, really he did. did. He really did. And so I want to kind of really drill it down on in that one. That might be more than an hour, <laughs> anyway. But we might want to we might want to check off two hours for that. I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, it's a good show coming next week. Um, I'll try to, you know, uh, be speedy on the editing and getting this uh, getting this out there. Um, but thanks everybody for listening. Uh, keep checking us out. Uh, ParanoiaMagazine.com. Uh, <clears throat> find us on Facebook. Paranoia Mags on Instagram. Although, you know, with COVID, I haven't been doing too many road trips, um, but I've done a few, so I should get them up there. And not a lot of baking because I was getting too fat and I got to do my keto thing. <laughs> got to do my keto thing. So, no, you know, I baked a cheesecake that I, damn it, couldn't eat. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening and uh, be excellent to each other. Timmy, you want to do a tagline on the way out? Thank you guys so much, and thank you for letting me be here. Um, Paranoia Podcast has been a blessing, so just we're going to continue going forward. Absolutely. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to Paranoia Radio, hosted by Olaf Phillips and Ron Patton. Sponsored by Paranoia Magazine. Read it now. ParanoiaMagazine.com Intro theme, The Guide, was composed by Scott Moon, scottmoon.net. Outro theme, Fighting Trousers, is by Professor Elemental, professorelemental.com. Voiceover written and performed by Mr. Lobo, host of Cinema Insomnia. Watch new episodes on OSI 74. Visit us at osi74.com. We are resuming control. For now.